You're listening to the Ranch Church Podcast. For more information and service times, go to ranchchurch.com. We are so blessed as a church to have our own special missionary from Ethiopia. And we have sponsored her through the Timothy Project. Many of you have donated to her cause and to the cause of her people. And I felt it was really important for us to hear a perspective. She's just fresh off the mission field, seven months in Ethiopia, and she's returned. And we're so proud of her. And many of us in this room have prayed for her consistently over these seven months. And we have prayed for those miracles in Ethiopia, and she's got them to tell us. So some of you don't know her at all, and she's going to share a little of her story today. And I believe you're going to be very inspired. So God bless you, Saba. Enjoy this time. Good afternoon. Uh, I normally have a hard time remembering uh, people's names, so I'm going to call you Woman of the Bible. Good morning, Woman of the Bible. Or good afternoon. Um, well, um, thank you so very much for all your prayers and support. Um, I don't know where to start when you, uh, when you come from Africa, like me, Ethiopia. Uh, the story is so hard to um, cope with or to remember. Um, but I don't want to tell so much story of my life, but I will tell the story of my life through Christ. If we all remember the story of Joseph, when he was going through so much, and the Bible tells us that God was always with Joseph, and God was always in my life with me. So my name is Saba. I was born and raised in Ethiopia until I was uh, 14, 13. And I came from 13 brothers and sisters. And when I was seven years old, I left my own mother to go and grow up with my grandmother by my father's side. So in my mother's life story, um, I don't remember much. Although my mother remember, I remember my mother being struggled raising those 11, 12 kids. So uh, my grandmother was absolutely strong Christian woman. And she taught me about my Lord. He is the living water. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the hope of the world, especially when you come from Ethiopia. You have nothing hope. There is nothing. I mean, we have so much, a little bit. But really, uh, the only thing that we have in my country or where I came from in Africa is God is your everything. God is the water. God is the food. God is the peace. Because a country where I came from, like I said, um, is hardship, very difficult. There is no peace. I remember um, when I see light like this in our country, um, the, light, the little skinny candle in my country, it was luxury because we didn't have a full long time um, a light or like a power. So when I get to, get, when I get to read the Bible, the, the, the road of my life that was in my life, when he says, I'm the light of the world, I'm the living water, I'm the food, literally that God was for me. 
So um, going back, and when I was 13 years old, I had to escape from Eritrea, which is part of the Ethiopia, when I grew up with my grandmother to Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, it was any better for my country as a, as a woman, because Saudi Arabia, if you guys know the history, there's no fr freedom. Um, obviously, uh, I struggled. I was imprisoned. Um, I was working for Saudi's family, rich uh, Saudi's family, as a housekeeper. And long story short, just re remember the story of Joseph. When God was with him, he was always with me. So I managed, and God opened different doors for me to escape from Saudi Arabia to Romania. And in Romania, we were caught because we didn't have any paper or visa. We escaped with French fake passport as a Saima Abu Adel. So the group that they 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 create the fake French passport to help you to get out, to get your freedom. Um, they know each other. So when we were in prison in, in Romania, they helped us to escape to Germany and in, from Germany to Italy, from Italy to San Francisco and from San Francisco to Santa Barbara. So you can only imagine one of you guys going because it's not you want to, but you have to because of your freedom, because of life that to a country where you don't know any culture, you don't know the custom, you don't know any languages, you don't know anybody, you're completely alone. And that was me in my life in Santa Barbara. So even though I was a little girl in Ethiopia, I was a little tough cookie. But when I left coming to Santa Barbara, there were not many black. It was everything is different, you know, all these huge houses and people, I'm not judging. Because everything, God, we can use it for God's glory, but I was completely lost, completely lost. So I struggled, went through depression, went through anxiety, whatever had happened to, to you growing up in my country. It comes slowly, the PTSD, you kind of slowly remember, and then I just have zero confidence, zero self-esteem, although I have amazing faith in my Lord. That was, I always carry on. So um, I met a few friends in Santa Barbara, wonderful. And uh, well, I started to telling, my, telling my story through my food I would cook, but I always had a hard time focusing, you know, because I would start. I never had like um, uh, commitment, like because it's my mind, you know, I get so sh shy or shame, whatever going on in my mind. Then um, living in Santa Barbara for seven years and um, I lost my mother last year, and I don't know. I mean, my life is so, so lost. And I said two years ago, before I moved to the valley, I just, I, I said, I, didn't, I was so afraid if I was going to make it myself. I was kind of uh, tasted with my faith, too. So I said, Lord, come and risk me. And I just prayed and fast, and I said, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? Because there's some, I felt like I was failure in my life, you know, with all you know, with all what I was going in Saudi, and I can fake it, you know, I can fake it. I'm good faking things, you know. I look like I'm okay, but not really okay with inside of my heart. So I said, I'm too ashamed living in Santa Barbara for 19 years, 17 years. I say, I gotta go somewhere where I can hide myself. And for some reason, I don't know, my Lord directed me to the valley. And I think for me, my, my life reminded me the woman at the well. Coming, you know how the woman at the well, she just, remember, she was only going during the day where, the, where no one can see her, right? That's how I discovered myself. I said, the valley, you know, it, no one will see me. You know, I got to go there, Lord. And 
God had a visit, a special visit to the woman at the well. You know, he went there and he set her free, regardless of her shame, right? Regardless of her past. Because God is good. God does not see our, our um, failure, our, our, you know, whatever you lose, whatever. Weaknesses God uses for his glory, right? So when I came here, I really do believe, I mean, I... Even though I know God for many years and had a strong, strong, amazing faith, when I got here, I mean, I have really seen Jesus Christ's love in action. Every woman I meet, and my yuma, I just, I just like, I used to be called that sweet Saba, and I really did think I believed that. I thought that was a fake to me, because if, if good friends who loves you, they also have to tell you weaknesses in love, right? So I came and I met my mother, I, my Yuma, right before I lost my mother last year. She became my spiritual mother. Amazing, mommy. I love you so much. And like many sisters of you guys. Yeah, I mean, I have a sister and brothers, but I lost them 25 years ago, right? But God can provide sisters and brothers and mom, right? He's a faithful God. He's a really faithful God. He used our all weaknesses, Right? So, um, I don't know. I'm just... And then I shared, you know, I have this vision. Although, with my own salary and then meeting a, a great friends or cooking, I would always send money and clothes and shoes back home in Ethiopia. Coming from Ethiopia and Africa, life is not only years. Life is all about sharing with others, you know. And that's how you show love, Christ's love in action, right? So, um, I came here and I shared my faith. I said, Yuma, I really have to go back to serve my Lord. Because what is the best way to live, right? We can't just, I mean, whatever we have, either our story, our money, our health, our education and knowledge, we got to use it for the, glory of, for the glory of God, right? And God, I, he said this, remember, um, go, right? Go and bring the gospel around the world, right? And many of us, I think we're so comfortable in our zone, we really have to go because you will find, I'm telling you, the joy and the peace and the happiness by serving through love and action, right? You just have to obviously be careful the countries that you go. It doesn't have to be in Ethiopia, even though I'm from Ethiopia, I'm among of you, but India and around the world to show the love of Christ, to bring the gospel before he comes, right? People, people are dying forever, People are dying with no nutrition and food, also dying spiritually. So we need to bring the gospel. You know, we have to bring it to around the world. So here I am. I left um, seven months ago. Um, am I okay with the, telling the story or I'm going too fast? Yeah. So I left here seven months ago. And why, my goodness, 15, 16 miracles, three supports, three money, three uh, prayers. I mean, uh, one of the story on John 5, if you remember the man who was paralyzed for 38 years, right? The Bible, I'm telling you, the Bible is not past. It's past, it's today, it's a future. So the story of the Bible is our stories, right? So especially if you read it and, and, and meditate it through the Spirit of God, because the, the word only is, becomes just knowledge. The devil knows the word of God also, right? But if, he's, if you read it, the Spirit of God, and he led, you know what you're talking about, right? He can use you. He can direct you. He can watch over you. So, and then all this anger, all this frustration, all this loneliness, I became so ugly, frustrated, angry person. 
I have lost so many friends, so many families, because I didn't even know that. I didn't know. So when I went as a missionary to Ethiopia, I was also having honeymoon, a quiet time, intimate with my Lord. Here I am serving, but I was also was served. So I found myself, I said, you know what, God, my goodness, what happened with that little sweet saba? What happened? I'm angry, you know, I judge, and I have lost so much friends in my life because of my action. And I said, I'm going to surrender my anger. I'm going to surrender my controlling freak. I was controlling freak too in my own way, you know. So I said, God, hear everything to you. You know, you use it for your glory. So I'm set free from angry person and frustrated and controlling freak person, you know. So um, uh, the speaking of the John and five, the paralyzed man, we went to the uh, refugee camp, many refugee camps. And this man, about 68 years old, he became paralyzed for 10 years. And he, his dreams was just to find a wheelchair. And so that wheelchair is only $300 in my country, 30,000 30, birth. So we went there for some reason. I said, God, I I'm not Red Cross. I'm not you. I can't help all this refugee camp with all this struggle, all these people. But I said, direct me. Who, who you want me to help? And somehow we just directed to this man. He was wishing and dreaming and praying to get this wheelchair. So we went there and he said, he told us his need, and we want and bought all your support and your money. We want and bought him this church. And the first thing he said is, say, oh, thank you so much. God bless you. Now I get to go to church. Yeah. That's what he said. Right. And then, uh, I mean. Yes. And then, and then also we would pray, say, who do you want us to help? And then God would direct us from all these women, men and women. He said, there's a couple, husband and wife, who lost her baby after three, four months because of the hardship at the refugee camp. And then we went there and just say, she hold my hand. She said, don't let me die my second chance. By the way, I named her Dagma, which means second chance. And she said, do whatever it takes. Well, it only takes like $25 to sponsor her. And they say, okay. So we took the $25 a whole year. We went and looked for apartment. We rented. We bought all her bed. And we have all these pictures and videos. You know, we just bought the clothes and food the baby. And we moved her from the, from the refugee camp to her new house. That, yeah, it's just, we just like, and then we will go and tell about Christ and then they don't have a Bible in their own language. And we, we had uh, uh, translated a Bible in their own language. And we, we also give the Bible in their own language. We call it love letter. Say, when we tell them about Christ, you know, hear the Bible. So read it in your own language to get to know more about your God. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to waste your time. I'll take so much time. So much miracles. So much miracles. The 70 years old woman, my favorite story. Um, she was, we were walking, you know, to go to do outreach and then to help people at the refuge, uh, come everywhere, house visit. And this old, she reminded me, my grandmother, about 80 years old woman. And then she was going house to house. And I said, I wonder this woman is begging for 50 cents a day. So we went there. I said, Hey, mom, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm baking house to house to find food for my children. Because her grown-up uh, uh, children went 
joined the army. So some of them came, lost their legs and arms. So I just couldn't, st I just couldn't stop crying. I cried. I said, oh, my grandmother, you remind me of my grandmother. And I say, what if we sponsor you $30 a month? Would you stop begging? She said, she hold our hands to say, yes, yes, I would stop. So we sponsored her $30 a month. So we gave her about six months income to bless her. So another miracle. Uh, yeah, we bought her grain. It's like Indians or in Chinese, you know, how they eat uh, rice with every dishes. Our bread is a tough, it's called injera. We eat it with every dishes. So we bought her like a uh, hundred quintal, hundred kilos. It's called one quintal. So we bought this for her for maybe it lost her six months. So, uh, yeah, so outreach, telling about Christ, through my story, 200 women at the University of Mekale, which is at the place that I came. They were so, so, so excited because they stopped going to school. They joined the army to fight because we had a war three, three years ago. And the women. Tell them it's women. The women, all women. So they came. Some of them were raped. Some of them, you know, lost their legs and some kind of gaze in, my, in their head. So we went there. They said we, were, we decided to do trauma healing, you know, trauma uh, training. And they don't want it. They, they would cover themselves with, this is the National Ethiopian Show. So they would cover it. And I said, you know what? Listen, I was raped like you. I, I want, your story is my story. And so Christ came and set me free. Say, don't be ashamed. Let me start telling you my story first. And then every woman just, you know, uncover themselves, say, okay, but you live in America. How did you, how did you go through what I went through? Well, I'm from Ethiopia. You know, I'm 45 years old woman. I was in Ethiopia. Later on, I escaped. So me be open and telling my true story. Oh, my goodness. Every woman set free. And every woman ex received her Bible. You're right. So, and this is true story. I have the videos. I have the pictures. Yeah, and... Um, and then what, now we sponsor them $20 a month for their own, you know, women thing, private thing to do. And they're just so excited. For, for that women's 20. medicine. For women's medicine. Right. For women's medicine. And that's just $20. It's, I don't know, it's like getting $1,000 a month for them. Wow. It's, it is. $20. So. Talk about the guest house. And then we ended up renting a guest house. Imagine in Africa, a guest house is probably is almost having like the ranch house in my Ethiopian country, right? It's, for them, it's, it's a luxury, luxury, because they live in a small, dirty house. So we rented a guest house. So we would invite young people, women and men, to feed them. In my country, it was my life too. Eating meat, eating cookies and fruits is a luxury. You can only eat a bread and, and lentil. That's it. This is the story my life, and today in Ethiopia. So we, I said, let's feed them meat. Let's feed them cookies and banana. So we will invite them every day, different groups. So we'll cook chicken and meat and like cookies. We'll invite them cookies and we go and buy cakes from the bakeries. And I mean, they would just fight over it, you know, as luxury to them. So we show them by feeding love in action. And then of course, feeding them their soul, the living water, Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Right. We will, I will tell my story, you know, you can only get a, 
the Bible story. We will start telling them, you know, when you come to them telling Jesus, oh, she's bringing a different religion. So you have to be really careful, be wise. How do you bring people who never heard about Jesus because they have their own national, you know, religion, you know? So if you bring the story of Joseph, the story of Esther or the women at the, at the well and all the 52 women on the, you know, in, the Bible, in the Bible or the men, then they're so curious to hear, to know the story about the women in the Bible or the men in the Bible. Then through that, they say, well, who do this? There must be bigger than them. It's Christ. And they say, really? So I'd like to get to know about Jesus more. Then we give them a cross, the, the cross that we made. Honey and Joe. Honey Joe, they created yeah, the crosses. Oh, right. They just so happy. So we give them a, one of the crosses and the Bible and got to know the Bible more. And they will call me and say, hey, I read the story of Hannah or I said of the story Leah. You know, they just, through that, they found the living water in their life. Yes. So, yes. Blindness. Blindness. Talk about the blindness. Yeah. Right. And then in Ethiopia. I, I, I know this. It's not a new story, but you kind of forget, right? When he came to this country, I was focusing on my own story. So I, I kind of forgot. When I went to Ethiopia years later, I said, wow, my goodness, you know, even a, a banana, a, 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 a gallon of milk to get from 99 store is, you guys, we, we, are, we have it, everything. We have zero to complain about life. Really, we have nothing to complain. And we better really serve this Lord in our life in action because people are just dying forever. So we went to visit one place and one doctor, he's famous and local in Ethiopia. He said, Saba, people are blind, becoming blind forever at such a young age because very simple medication ten dollars i said i did, I, I i acted like i didn't i didn't hear him i said what ten dollars what do you mean what kind of disease i don't know i'm not in medical field so he explained to me he said yes just by paying ten dollars you're saving a person becoming a blind forever so we took a few people who were becoming a blind forever physically so we paid for them we took him to this doctor and he fixed his they they were cured i mean they he fixed it and they now they have no that disease anymore and through that we helped them they physically blind their eyes but then we also god also opened the blind the spiritual blind eye so now through that life because we show them love in action now they know their jesus right so all that Many stories, many miracles. I can't really keep going. The so, story. Yeah, the rehab also. <laughs> right. So the rehab is Ethiopia. Oh, my goodness. Yes. The rehab is okay. People in Ethiopia, they will do whatever it takes to go to school, to the best university that they can get, right? They will eat only once a day, finish their school. But when they finish school... There's no jobs. There's nothing to do. Any, any jobs, if you have, is so corrupted, you have to pay bribe. Just even to get the national ID, that country. There's so much corruption, that doesn't mean we can't start working for God, right? It, regardless, there is corruption everywhere, around the world. But you just have to keep going and be wise how you do it, right? So those young, talented, smart young people... 
becoming drug addict. So moms would come and go to different churches and say, save my children, do whatever it takes to save my children. So God directed us to, the, we went and asked the government, this is 17 years ago before I met you guys. The government gave us a huge space. We raised the money, we built the rehab, the rehab. So now many young people, now women and men, we have this two big, beautiful uh, a, a place for a rehab. So all the young men or women, they would come there and we told them through this process, you have to, I mean, no, you, you got, you don't mention Christ first. You have to say God, G-O-D, you have to say God. Because if he say Jesus, say, oh, Jesus is, I mean, are you from different, you know, religion background? So they, we, we there, we have them for one year program. In the worst, worst case, we have them for two years program. We feed them, we read the Bible to them. They have no chase. When they eat breakfast and lunch and dinner, we read the Bible, we pray over them. And many of them became set free, you know. So that's my main, my main goal that to save young generation for Ethiopia and to 100 churches, 100 churches, 20 people. Yeah. So my dream, I said, Lord, I'm not a good speaker. I'm shy. I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't focus. I don't know how to do this. But if God brought me this far, the God of Saba is, is, is our God today, right? And I said, God says, just have a master seed faith. I said, I'm going to have a faith. How do I raise money to keep running this rehab, rehabilitation or rehab? So I said, well, I'm going to study about 100 names God. So I've been studying about 100 names God. You know, how, you know, one of them is the living water, the bread of life, the light of the world. He's the salvation. He's a peace, right? So I kept studying. I said, I'm going to walk with faith. I'm going to go just to speak 100 churches to sponsor me $1,000 a month for 100 churches. So that will be good enough for me to run my, my orphanage, my rehabilitation in Ethiopia. So if you can pray for that. God can do this, right? And what else? The safe house. The safe house for the traffic unit. The, the traffic house. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is, in Ethiopia, you have no choice. That's it. You just sell your body. You don't have choice, really. I mean, unfortunate, right? I feel sorry for it. Um, I faced that, if I can be honest with you. But I didn't do it because God showed up through so many people in my life. In fact, I'm going to Kentucky for two weeks when I met a friend in Saudi Arabia who rescued me from that kind of situation. So in my life, every, every God, he will send every person to rescue me. So even though I faced that, maybe I didn't do it because God show up through, God works through us, right? So everywhere I go, God will send someone in my life. So I wasn't surprised. Women in Ethiopia are selling their body. And for what? $5. And then who does it? They have this rich, rich people in Ethiopia. It's called sex trafficking. So they they hide, they rent a, a private homes, and then a man who owns a, a club or a bar, he will have a contract with them. He will pick the most beautiful woman, a beautiful, a young, and then if you're a virgin, you will sell for ten, twenty dollars maybe. This is the true story that I've been studying, and I know this years ago. Same thing going on around the Arab country, you know, China, whatever. If you guys know. 
So I, I met them secretly. The guy who rented the house from, he told us, come see, all these houses is rented for prostitutes. You know, they're hitting. There is a bodyguard, you know, you cannot, they have to be very careful. So they would bring them from different villages and rented a house. And if you imagine, probably the most expensive, I don't know, 50 or 30, I don't know, 50 is 5,000, I don't think so. It's about 25. And I just, a few of them, I just went and I said, you don't have to do that. How much did you get paid? She said, well, $5. What about if I give you $30 a month? Would you stop this? She said, definitely. So we have a few of them underground, you know, we support them. So my second dream, to have more people. The house. The house, yes. The safe house. The safe house for them. We rented, so instead of them selling their body, we're just trying to make them women the Bible, you know. Sarah, Hannah, Leah, Esther, right? So we're helping with that too. Yeah, I'm doing my best I can with my mess story. <laughs> The blankets. Thank you for all of you and my Yuma. To get a blanket and towel is a luxury in Ethiopia. So in every country, in every house in Ethiopia, the one big, huge, soft blanket, if you get it, it's a luxury. So five, six, maybe four babies, they sleep in one bed. So they share that blanket. So you they share that one blanket to five, six kids, right? So we, we went there, We'd, we gave two blankets to each houses to maybe five kids, parents and five kids, that way they can have space. You know, we, let's say if three of them, they share that one blanket, the three one, they share that blanket. So that was a blessing and, and joy for them. And, and then the blanket also, mommy? The blankets, we went to the refugee camp, we gave to them, and they use it for to carry baby. To baby, to carry baby, yes. So now I'm just, okay, I'm just telling you right now, as I said, I'm not a good speaker, but it should be obvious to you when he said, I'm from Ethiopia. Some people, they said, in Santa Barbara, where are you from? Are you from Somalia? I say, no, I'm from Ethiopia. I bet you have a you know, power story. Some, sometimes I tell them, sometimes I say, what are you going to do with my story? I'm not telling you, you know. I would walk away with my anger, right? And then sometimes I would ask question. I said, well, if God is a God of the world, how come America, the, the Western world is, they got it okay, but the Africans, people, they love God. They have this amazing faith. And then yet we struggle. But guess what? I think we got it right, really. Because having faith in God, they have nothing. They have everything. So God is everything to them. God is water. God is bread. God is blanket. God is peace. God is a candle. So I said for me, if it makes sense to you guys, today I have a caution to you. The rest of your life, how do you want to spend your life? And who's your everything? Or who do you want to make your everything in your life? So I think when we let God is everything, he become everything to us. So thank you for listening. I hope you got the story. And thank you for supporting. So that was compelling, right? 
I wonder if you've ever heard an Ethiopian refugee speak like this. Probably not. We are honored to have Saba in our lives. And there's more. There's so much more. So we are embarking on a documentary film about Saba's life with some friends of mine. And we are filming a lot of things right now to tell her story. She only gave you a few tidbits. It's a very, very powerful story of God's redemption. And I, I put at your table, at your teacup, a little business card size with her hugging one of the ladies in Ethiopia. It has a QR code on it. And it, it goes directly to the Timothy Project, which is a nonprofit that is uh, overseeing Saba's ministry. And we are so grateful for them and all that they are doing for Saba. And I, you know, I, I could say so many things to you, but I think the word of God is the best. First of all, we have a good father. And our father, said, he gave us the most beautiful, indescribable gift. His name is Jesus. He gave the best gift. And then you think of the wise men. And there are some Hebrew scholars that, that have thought about this a lot. Historically, they have studied how much money that was worth. The silver, the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh. Do you know that would be like a grandparent giving a scholarship fund to a grandchild? Father God made sure Jesus had everything he needed and then some. How did Mary and Joseph go to Egypt? Have you ever thought about that? God is a God who never can be outgiven. He gave to his son while he lived on the earth. He gave to his parents. And I think, you know, I think of the woman, the widow with the might. And Jesus pointed her out. He said, look at her. She gave everything she had. And she did it with joy. She did it with her whole heart. There was nothing about that woman that was fake or that she had too much money and didn't matter. She gave everything. She probably couldn't eat like Saba's people. She probably didn't have bread that night, but she gave it, and Jesus saw it, and she is remembered in the Bible forever. And so I'm just going to read this to you. God loves a cheerful giver. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the word says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So I bless you with a great harvest of generosity as you would consider not only Saba's ministry, but wherever God takes you and wherever he puts in front of you to love and bless, you can never outgive God. And you know what? Let's bless this season. Let's just be a blessing and bless, bless, bless. How's that? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ranch Church Podcast. For more information and service times, go to ranchchurch.com.